Hi, I'm Ross from Mr. Digital and welcome to episode three of our podcast, which is all about the marketing challenges business owners face. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to look at COVID-19 and how it's impacted a, a particular business owner that is um, going to be joining us today and how they've embraced it as an opportunity rather than a challenge. So I'd like to welcome today's guest, which is Kyle Williams from the Cleaning Network, the Maintenance Network and the All Flooring Network. Yes, Kyle has three businesses and he's here with me today. So Kyle, thank you for um, uh, joining me today. That's all right. Okay, brilliant. Would you like to start by just introducing your businesses? Um, yeah, so I've got a couple of businesses. Um, one which is a cleaning network, which has been going for about seven years now. Um, we specialise in end of tenancies, deep cleaning, and kind of throughout COVID, more kind of fogging and commercial. I've got the maintenance network, which carries out plumbing works, roofing works, um, pretty much anything property maintenance. And then I've got the all flooring network, which does just flooring. So candine, um, carpets, vinyls, etc. Okay, brilliant. And so, just as I said, today's episode, we're going to look at COVID um, and your approach to it. So firstly, I just thought we'd give the audience a bit of an insight into how did it impact your business when, for example, back in what, end of March now, was it when we first all went into lockdown? Um, did you have, did you lose business? What, what kind of happened? Just give us a bit of insight. Um, we did change our strategy quite a bit. So obviously, we did end up using you for marketing as well, um, just to kind of push it out there a little bit. But we went more into kind of fogging. Um, and even though we've done end of tenancies, a lot of the business owners, um, which are kind of friends of ours, end up needing their places deep cleaned. So we kind of steered away from doing houses and just kind of specialised in commercial. Um, okay, brilliant. So there you would say it's uh, one of your strategies and it kind of falls in with a kind of actually in marketing because product is, is, is one of the, the four P's in marketing. You actually looked at rather than like changing what you were offering to adapt to the market. Um, yeah, 100%. I think if you're going to be in business for a long time, uh, you're not just going to shut down your business and start again. Obviously, you've got a lot of clients and I think... Um, something I actually learned from a gentleman called Ian Macbeth, who runs Avocado Properties. Um, he's recently just started, but what he focused on was actually helping people rather than selling. So even if they weren't looking to buy, it's great to help people. So people which did still need end of tenancies, but might have been worried because they haven't got the money because they haven't got a job or the job's on the line. Um, instead of charging them for a full end of tenancy, we would charge them for the carpets and the ovens because they need to be done by a specialist. But with the cleaning, we'd actually give them pointers so they would yeah. be able to clean a lot of the house themselves and we could just send one of our guys in for an hour or two hours after, which was a lot cheaper than them doing kind of 12 hours in a place and it would save them money, but still gave them the same result. Um, and I think that kind of created more of a kind of um, more loyalty. So yeah. customers have a less chance of kind of going anywhere else, but we are genuinely helping them as well. Yeah, and what would you say, what channels... Um, did you use kind of pre-COVID and then kind of during the transition when it started happening? Did you do anything differently? Just give us a bit of an insight into your approach to marketing. Um, I think from a processing point of view, um, we changed a lot of our processes um, throughout. I think the things that th the fact that things like Zoom have kind of become really yeah. popular have saved us a lot of time in doing some quotes, which we could do. Um, as well as doing meetings with different business owners, it's made it a lot easier um, because it takes away the hour drive there and the hour drive back and you actually end up spending 20 or 30 minutes in the day, which yeah. is quite nice. Um, from a marketing perspective, I think you should stick with the same clients you've already got 
um, but just look at kind of helping them in a different way. So we did a lot of email campaigns. So a lot of companies where they weren't operating, we were still operating, um, still under the guidelines. But if property was empty, we wanted people to know that they could still use our service. Yeah. Rather than just kind of thinking we're kind of non-existent. Um, so I think it's a great time for you to look at the behind the scenes of the company and kind of work on the email campaigns, work on your strategies, your number crunching and kind of see where your lost leads are coming from and where your profits are coming from. And I think when COVID finishes, it will improve your business because you're specialising in just the area, which is great for you as well as a company. Yeah, definitely. And what's interesting, something you said there, something I know personally about you, having obviously we're working with you, is that relationships are a really important part of your business and your kind of sales and marketing strategy as well. And I suppose what you're saying there with the emails is, and using your existing customers, is that you look to just develop those relationships even further rather than going out there saying, okay, let's go and find new business, which can be can be expensive, can be difficult to know where to look in such an uncertain time, is actually focused on using, uh, marketing to your existing customers by building on those relationships. Would yeah, I you... think um, new business is great. So if anyone does want to pass us a new business, that is brilliant. <laughs> However, um, relationships are important. Um, I've got clients which we've had for seven years and it's nice as they've grown as a business, we've grown. Um, so a lot of my friends um, have quite a few different estate agencies. So it's quite nice watching them kind of turn from a one-man band to having 10, 20, 30 branches out there. And it's quite nice that we've still got the contracts for it. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so you've kind really of nice. grown with those relationships by investing heavily in, in, in building those relationships. Yeah, I think people, it's the most important part of a business. Um, you don't want to just deal with a robot every day. It's nice to know that people actually care about delivering a good quality um, and kind of backing it up, I suppose. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and let's just think, talk about some other areas of marketing that um, I know you invested. I know you just had your website done just, I think, done just before we all went into lockdown. Um, yeah. And I know that your team are quite active on social media as well. What kind of um, role does social media play for you guys? Do you find that it's it's good for business? Is it just for brand awareness? How, how does it impact you guys? Uh, to begin with, I think with us at the moment, it's more about brand awareness, um, letting people know you're out there or else you're not going to get the business anyway. However, we do want to become more specialised in that area. I think Facebook and like any social media obviously is a social place. People want to talk, people want to engage. So I think it's a great place to be able to find it. And when people aren't watching the TV, typically they're scrolling through their phones. So yeah. the fact that you can remarket yourself to your potential audience as well, I think is brilliant. Yeah, because I know obviously for us, obviously being a marketing agency, when COVID hit, like a lot of companies out there, we had uh, clients coming to us saying, okay, look, we've got to shut up shop, we've got to do this, so we need to like stop spending and pull back when actually obviously more people are online or at home. So there's arguments to both sides of what could do. I know with you guys, you continued and actually probably invested more so even at that time. What, why, why did you choose the approach to actually um, let's continue investing or even invest more in this period? Um, I think it was quite an easy decision, really. Um, how long do you want to do your business for? Um, with me, it's going to be kind of a forever thing. So not putting money in now and letting the kind of pot dry isn't really an option. I think even more, it's a bit like the stock market, I suppose. When everything's on a low, it's the best time to buy. So when everyone else isn't marketing and we are marketing, who's going to get seen more? Um, and with the two new businesses, it's quite nice to be able to market them straight away when everyone else isn't concentrating on it. 
um, allows you to kind of run forward. Yeah, brilliant. I, I mean, I really admire that approach. Uh, and it's actually something similar that we took ourselves. We saw this challenging time as, a, as an opportunity, not just uh, uh, like, like a struggle, like, a, like some, some business owners have. And obviously that's understandable as well. Yeah, I understand why people are kind of in a state of perplexity, um, not knowing what's going on. But if you look at the 10 years before, I guarantee something large happened in business then and you have to overcome it. And I think if you don't think you're going to have a lot of things to kind of overcome in business and you're just going to be content where you are, your business won't last. If you look at something like Blockbuster, um, also yeah. in the whole Netflix story of um, wanting to sell um, yeah. and the fact that Blockbuster turned them down, the last time you probably today. heard about Blockbuster is me talking right now. Yeah. Um, was Netflix get spoken about daily? No, that's, that's so true. And what's interesting uh, kind of with your approach to marketing, and you've kind of touched on it um, already, is that I get the impression that you understand that it's a process and that um, it's not, um, yes, you want to return from it, but it's not a, you spend a pound today, you get two pound back tomorrow. You understand that actually you investing in this time, which has now gone on for what, nine months, this pandemic in the UK. So actually you know that all the investment you, you've been making and are making, that is, you're going to see the, re the rewards of that for years to come. Would you would you say that's would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think it's not about getting a quick return on investment. I think if you're in business, you should be in business for a long time. Um, although you have to keep an eye on kind of the calculations and, and the kind of all the number crunching, it's not about taking money out. I think if you start a business just to get loads of money um, to go and buy a nice car, you shouldn't be in business really all i can say for me every penny i get i reinvest back in um and i've been doing that for years um obviously i live fairly comfortable but it's it's not about taking it it's about putting back in yeah and on that point um with that approach that you take how has your business grown in the last sort of six nine months and the business has changed quite a lot in the last kind of six to nine months um with the two new companies obviously we set them up at uh, the beginning of covid so I was actually stuck in France um, and I was thinking about kind of setting up a marketing company because our customers at the moment, a lot of them being estate agencies, need everything. So yeah. the fact that we were only providing cleaning services for them and giving away leads to other companies for maintenance um, seemed a bit silly in hindsight. Um, so I decided to set up a maintenance company. Um, I've got a couple of friends which um, kind of would rather be employed than be self-employed just because of the chasing payments and all the behind the scenes work. Yeah. So we took them on and then it's just kind of grown really. So we've got five maintenance vans on the road now um, and obviously quite a team of people, everyone works in twos and we're continuing to kind of look and grow kind of month on month. Wow, it's really impressive and you, you definitely get the entrepreneurial spirit that you've got. Where would you say that comes from? That's quite a hard question, actually. Um, I think like most people, um, not being raised um, with kind of a lot of money to hand um, makes you want to go and get it. Yeah. Um, I think that's it, really. I think just wanting more and knowing that there is more out there. I think and after you see... to put the effort in as well. That's it. If you can see that there is more out there, um, it's kind of a question of why don't you want it? Yeah. Um, it's just something I, yeah, I quite yeah, want. No, it's the it's... success side of it. It's definitely, as I say, something to admire that your, uh, the, your mindset to this whole approach is to what is a difficult time right now, but actually you've not just grown your existing business, but you've um, started two additional businesses in uh, what is 
probably the most challenging time most people alive will have faced in business. So, I mean, that it really is impressive. Would you say that you take learnings? Are there, is there any other people out there that you kind of aspire to or admire that you would say are kind of your inspiration? I'm quite lucky that quite a few of my friends are older than me. I'm kind of 35 and above and I'm just 27. Um, so I get to learn quite a lot of people um, from people like that. Um, also part of different network groups, um, which certainly helped me. Um, I think getting knowledge from people which have already been through similar situations and already run kind of fairly large businesses, I think the process is the same. At least I've found it very similar between all the companies. Um, people say it's hard finding staff to begin with. And then when they get staff, it becomes about training the staff. And then it becomes about getting more business. What kind of business do you want? Um, so a lot of sole traders, I... Uh, well, obviously I've done it myself as well when I started was just looking for business yeah so um say Doris with her home I went to go and clean her carpets and it ended up turning into now we're looking for people which can pass us a lot of work so are you estate agents um which can say look a property manager can pass us say 100 jobs a year um it's return business constantly yeah and I think focusing on that is the kind of the big difference in companies yeah, and what's really, really interesting is that that being a focus of yours is actually one of our core focuses for us. Yes, we work with the end users and work directly with clients like yourself, um, but we also work with other marketing agencies and support them when they need additional resource or white label our services. And actually one of our core areas of focus for the next 12 months is that because just for that reason that you just explained that you don't just get one piece of work you've got a lot of pieces of work coming so yeah I definitely think um, uh, businesses out there could explore the different opportunities to get that repeat business so that you you get more lifetime value I suppose out of each client that way 100% I think knowing that you're not the best at absolutely everything um, there's certain things we wouldn't be able to do but I know people which can do that for you and we find we keep a lot of um, a great retention of our customers by actually almost giving them out to other people as well the fact that we can help them in every area um, is great. So there's a gentleman called Justin, which runs a carpet cleaning company. He's been going for donkey's years and woken them. And when I first started, he passed me a couple of schools to carpet clean, which wow. is really nice of him. Um, but even now, it's nice having the relationship where it's not kind of competitional and people trying to slandering each other's company to kind of get the win. If somebody was to go with Justin and we didn't get it for some reason, it's more I'd kind of laugh about it and kind of call them up and be like, hey, you got that from me? Yeah. It's quite nice. Um, yeah, if- it's interesting on that because it, you, the, the one word that's consistent in, um, in the name of all your businesses is network. And I see you your approach to business is that it's not, I want everything. It's actually working with your competition, people you know, your partners, your suppliers, and actually building up a network that serves all, would you say? Yeah, 100%. Um, we actually get quite a lot of work from our competition um with them being kind of smaller companies and being content with the size that they are they actually pass us work which they can't fit in um so if anything's an exceptionally large job and you needed three carpet cleaners on it you needed a full new floor replacement they know they can make that one call and we can get everything sorted so they've got the exact same mindset as me as if they can't do it pass it on you can yeah and really with all their customers as well um after our engineers complete the work the engineers will say to them, um, if you do need anything future, please do call Justin first. Um, and if Justin, for example, wants, um, can't fit it in, we'd be happy to help. 
So we're just not out to poach any business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's about working together, isn't it? And it serves everybody. 100% the relationship. Okay. Brilliant. Well, um, brilliant. Just before we finish up, what I'd like to do is ask you if you've got, obviously, we've just, we're in the second wave now. Times are getting tough. There's still that uncertainty of when this will end and what's, um, what's going to happen. If you had to give uh, business owners advice now as to what they should do in terms of, of, um, marketing and business focus um, if you just want to speak to, speak, to, speak to the audience and let them know what would be your one piece of advice that you would say to them to do right now um, I'd say definitely oh, that's quite a hard one actually um, what would I say my piece of advice would be um, uh, more to kind of throw everything at it I think um, be proactive I think if you're going to sit there and wait for the leads to come in they're not going to come yeah. Do look at taking going with different marketing agencies. Um, obviously, do your due diligence and make sure kind of they can deliver. But really, do take a look at marketing yourself and putting yourself in a better light. And if there's anything you haven't had time to concentrate on in your business, take a look at. I find with so many businesses, they don't know what their income is, oh, yeah. and it's insane. I just think, how do you know? If you would say to me, Kyle, I need a breakdown of. How many carvers you did this week? How many of them were full houses? How many of them were just bathrooms? And where did those leads come from? We could show you that. Yeah. And I think knowing that will define where your business goes. Because if I wanted to double the business now, I know what clients I need to get to double the business. I know how many more staff members I need, how many engineers, how many people behind the scenes. So really, I'd just say um, take a look at kind of your business from the outside looking in and focus on what you could do better or a better way of kind of marketing yourself. Brilliant. Yeah, no, thank you. That's really, really great advice. Um, and I'm sure the listeners will really enjoy it. So thank you for coming today. Right. Very welcome. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.